I lost my modeling career. That is so interesting to me. What's the big deal? You know, like, it's just like, it's weird. Yeah. Like, it, it's a weird thing to explain. And I'm done. That's the issue yeah. for me, like, right? It's time to get loud. Welcome back to Loud Talk with Lavia, a podcast where we break down the walls of beauty standards one flaw at a time. And today I have such a special guest, Lou Northcutt. Thank you so much for joining me on Loud Talk with Lavi. No, honestly, as I said, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And like we were just saying, it's so nice when you kind of feel like you know someone off social. Right. But now I'm like, taking it off social and actually get to chat. So yeah. very excited to be here. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. When I started this podcast, my boyfriend came up with the name and I immediately loved it because I wanted to be able to get loud about topics I was passionate about. And more importantly, have a platform where I can talk to you openly about topics lots of people avoid. Through struggling with self-confidence, hormonal acne, and finding my worth, what helped me the most was community and talking through my experience. Talking about your struggles can be hard, but with BetterHelp, you can find a therapist that suits your needs and have therapy sessions from the comfort of your home and at a time that is convenient for you. I always say that confidence, self-love, and happiness don't come overnight and are aspects that need to be worked towards each day. If you think you might benefit from therapy, BetterHelp might just be for you, and you can click the link in the description to get 10% off your first month. Thank you for supporting this channel and remember to tell yourself something you love about your skin today. No, this is like honestly one of my favorite parts about like social media is just being able to connect with people, especially like in the community. Obviously, we'll get into it. Social media has its ups and downs, but this is I yes. think one of the coolest parts about it. So right off the bat, I want to ask you, like, how did you get, you know, into socials, posting your life, being, you know, very vulnerable on social media too? Um, where did that all start for you? So I've always been obsessed with like taking pictures and this makes me feel old but you'll understand this obviously when like Instagram started it was not what it was like now right um but I was actually a blogger when I was a teenager which I think a lot of people don't know but I was a model from a very young age so I was a model from the age of 10 and it was obviously quite a strange world. I actually spent a lot of my school spending like half day at school. And then the rest of the half of the day, I'd be in a modeling shoot. Okay. So obviously lots of my friends were like, why? Like, what do you do? So I decided to sort of write a blog um, when I was a teenager as a model. And that was my first like, I guess, beginning of social. Mm-hmm. And then when Instagram came a thing, we all used it for fun in the beginning. Yeah. Um, when it was not about, like it is now, we used to have those crazy filters and take pictures of food. So literally I was like, oh, as soon as Instagram was out, I had it. Mm-hmm. But actually posting um, was probably after I lost my modeling career due to my acne. Okay. So... I would post on Instagram more for the fun side and just taking random pictures. But when I lost my career, it was around the time when social was becoming a bit more like outspoken and people were kind of creating them faces and their brands on Instagram and hashtags were huge. Um, And it was around the time of like body positivity. 
so suddenly there was loads of these models in the industry who were of different like ethnicities shapes sizes everything getting recognition and it was amazing but I still didn't see anyone with acne yeah and I felt so alone and I think I just like hit serious rock bottom that I was like okay maybe if I posted a picture of my skin on Instagram it would reach one person Mm -hmm. and I would feel less alone Mm -hmm. um and that's when my hashtag came in hashtag free the pimple and then from there it just became my thing and I don't know I've always been a very open book um so I've always been very happy to share like the honesty and the truth and as you say it's quite vulnerable um maybe it's my star sign I'm a Sagittarius we're very like honest girlies here Mm -hmm. um but since just starting then I just felt more and more inclined to to just be honest because I could reach people and people could reach me Mm -hmm. that's so interesting you say that because so many people that I've talked to that you know post about like skin positivity and just sharing their journey there's kind of that theme of like you know really starts when you are at that rock bottom point because it's like you have really nothing else to lose at that point and it's so interesting how like every person I've almost every person I've talked to in the space is like yeah like I just thought like if it could help one person because I just like was so low so that is so interesting to me I do want to touch on your modeling career a little bit and you mentioned that you lost it due to your skin can you walk me through that Mm -hmm. and kind of like what that actually looked like you know who who kind of made those calls and like what did that process feel like to you as you were going through that so as I said I was a really young model I think which is the crazy part so I was a model from the age of 10 okay in the beginning I genuinely just saw it as fun because I was so young and yeah I was given the opportunity and I was like oh my gosh I get to play dress up and so that was my I guess naivety because I was so young I didn't see you know kind of what the industry can be like in the beginning Mm -hmm. so it was just dress up and at that age I very much looked like a doll like I had very clear porcelain skin really blonde hair kind of did have that doll like look like people tell me I have huge eyes etc so I just kind of saw it as that and then as soon as puberty fun hit um I kind of started getting some breakouts and that was when I first saw the different side of the industry and that was before I even had acne it was literally just like a few spots and I remember mm-hmm. on set it would be like a huge thing because you have to make sure they're covered and the makeup artist would like be like oh you have breakouts and I was like yeah thinking like what's the big deal but it okay. became a big deal this is before it was even like bad it was literally like a few spots and then when I kind of turned 16 I decided to leave so I grew up in Dubai which is where I modeled and I came back to the UK and basically as soon as I came back to like England my skin went mental overnight like acne and I was meeting with all these modeling agencies that my agency in Dubai had set me up with and every single one of them very much commented on my skin so openly and obviously not in a nice way and I remember one of them being like we really want to sign you however we need you to go away and clear your skin in like a week and come back (laughs) and I was this 16 year old like 
how do I do that? Like, how do I do that? And I couldn't ask anyone. I couldn't, like, do that, obviously. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, well, then we we can't have you with your skin looking like that. We can't have models with skin like that. It's not okay. And then it was done. It was ended. No one would have me with acne. And I obviously didn't go away and clear my skin in a week. It took me years. Right. So it was such a weird experience to go from doing something you loved mm-hmm. and it literally being ripped away from you so quickly in a way of something obviously that's like not your fault, completely out of your control. Yeah. And I was so young and on my own and completely could not navigate it. And then that was when I got the first proper opening my eyes of, okay, this is not what I thought it was. It wasn't as fun and like, you know, Mm. as I thought, it's brutal. And now I don't have it. I have no idea what I want to do. And it was really, really hard because I said I did enjoy it. I love fashion and I saw the good part. And then seeing the bad part was really, really upsetting and like, really affected my mental health mm-hmm. and I think them pointing it out made it even more prevalent to me right and then that spiraled because I didn't want to see people I was like a, a art college and I obviously had to go to class I didn't want to go to class I just wanted to completely hide cover myself and in a way pray that maybe in a week it would be like they said you know go away clear and come back but it didn't and I tried everything you could think of Mm -hmm. it was it was really 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 hard wow I'm I'm kind of less left speechless because that is it's such a real experience and obviously like I think everyone kind of knows that you know the modeling industry does have that side to it but hearing that story like from you personally like that is actually insane and them kind of turning you away you know in that moment because of your skin did that kind of play with like your self your idea of your self-worth literally I I think even though obviously modeling is somewhat is damaging because it is your image Mm -hmm. I never saw like and this isn't but I never saw myself as you know like the most beautiful person or like the focused on the way I looked I took modeling as a fun job and I enjoyed it and yeah it's brutal and you do the castings and sometimes you don't get the jobs etc but I was also like a child theater kid so I'd done audition processes and that was like okay immensely but as you say when you then really think about your image and who you are and what you look like it really messed with my head and I really was like scared to even just present myself to anybody Mm -hmm. but literally in the world I didn't want anyone to see me because they had obviously made me feel like I was like really ugly my skin was so ugly it's so bad it doesn't fit so I suddenly felt like okay well I just don't fit I don't mm-hmm. fit in the world I don't fit into society why would someone want to be my friend why would someone want to date me like it's really bad how yeah. then you just kind of prevalently going oh this is your skin I just really took it and was like yeah you're right I'm ugly I'm disgusting my skin's disgusting and it just completely messed up my whole mentality right no I I can definitely imagine now that could be so impacting like you said not only to your self-image but all aspects of your life all your relationships and 
I think also the pressure that they put on you to be like, oh, clear it up in a week. Like, you know, that's it's almost putting that pressure on you that, oh, you do have control over this when you really don't. And the only people who understand that fully is if you've gone through it. Yeah. Because from the outside, like I was I was actually thinking about this last night because I, I get comments every single day telling me to go on Accutane. And I was really thinking about this. I'm like, even if I was on Accutane like right now. My, it doesn't mean my skin would be perfectly clear because it takes a while there's a purging process you know so like all these people who are like just go on Accutane it's like and what if I was on it right now like then what's your solution for me right and even if I did go on it like it would take it some time yeah. or maybe it wouldn't even work for me at all so I find that so interesting how people externally always are putting this pressure on the person dealing with acne to clear it as if like they can just like wash it off overnight and it's like at the end of the day like your acne the only person that's really bothering is you like I don't know why (laughs) so many people are so bothered by it but you know obviously like the modeling industry does have like as you said like your image is what you're kind of like selling in a way like that's your job and did you feel kind of like a sense of like okay what now like like loss of identity in a way since that was like such a big part of your life completely because I said so I was at art college so I was studying to like still like be in fashion because right. much my dad was like okay you do modeling he obviously was like you still need your education which is yeah. like fine but even in that I was somewhat in that world of everybody was very like cool and artsy and wanted to be in fashion and obviously modeling somewhat part of the fashion industry mm-hmm. and the fashion industry as a whole is somewhat about your image so I questioned even like could I even work in fashion with skin like this? Like, what am I doing? Will I be accepted? So it is crazy, as you say, when suddenly you're, it's like, it's like you were basically put right there with like a magnifying glass, like with a light on you and you feel like, oh my God, everyone's staring at me. Fail now. Because society as well, and these people realize, make you realize, oh, oh, I don't fit. When it's all like, it's, and obviously we get into that it's not the truth but it's the whole outset of kind of everyone's opinion on acne as you Mm -hmm. say and it is always the people who haven't suffered with it yeah they see it as like no you just you can't have it you Mm -hmm. shouldn't have it and because you have it you won't succeed or you won't get a job you won't you know find a boyfriend and it's crazy because it's usually as so young who does suffer with it and you're still not fully developed so to condition you to think that that is like you know how you should perceive your acne yeah so bad because you are more vulnerable when you're like that age you're trying to find yourself trying to understand what you want to do and you know people should be kinder and nicer about it than just nah Mm -hmm. you need to do this or as I say the unsolicited advice I think that's probably like obviously they didn't even really give me advice going away yeah can come up. but it was like the first proper taster of like unsolicited advice right from strangers who I have no idea who you are you don't know how I feel yeah. you don't you have acne how can you tell me what to do yeah it's, it's crazy what people feel like they can do because they see acne on your face it it really is and let's say even in that week if you did go and like find some miracle cure like the skin still takes time to heal you'd be left with scarring that like still shows and sometimes people like see scarring and they're like oh like you have acne but yeah. it's just, you know what I mean so like that's so 
crazy that they like a lot of people just think it's such like a quick and easy solution where it's like oh like just go wash your face once and you'll be you'll be fine drink some water the saddest thing as well is for for us now it's probably better because of some good parts of social media but especially then there's been improvements yeah but that was 10 years ago and that was even like you know we don't get educated you don't unless obviously like your parents but even if your parents haven't stuff with acne they can try and be like here's like a face you know wash and stuff like this but they they don't really know how to help either so the miseducation as well around it because we don't get taught in school about it so you really are like alone mm-hmm. unless you have a friend or a family member that maybe has gone through it or as you say if someone has taken medication if not instead you kind of are just sitting there navigating it on your own going on google being like how do i claim acne and we all know that we've had those very strange things come up on google telling you like i don't know put i put like literally i put turmeric on my face and dyed yep. it yellow like egg whites just like yes random things. Yeah. yeah and you were like yes this i will work. do that because it tells me to so yeah. it's magically gonna clear it and i'm 100 percent gonna wake up tomorrow <clears throat> with clear skin but actually no it's like a whole process of giving something a try that's gonna fail then you've got to try this like it's 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 really hard no it it is and it's kind of like that desperation of just like bombarding your face with every single thing and every supplement you know like everything you can think of and like you said everything the internet tells you to try and find that that solution and I think that part too adds to like the mental you know um kind of decline of it all because you know you have all this outside influence and then yourself are like okay nothing's working and then it just piles on and I think like kind of just taking a step back be like okay like I don't have full control over this and just kind of like letting it be not that like you know you can't like heal your skin like I'm in the kind of process right now because I've had so many changes in my life like I've had like my acne come back all of a sudden so then I'm like okay like now we're starting this again it's like I think what a lot of people don't understand from an outside perspective they don't understand how I'm not like freaking out every day being like okay I need to get rid of this because it's like I am trying stuff every single day in the background but I'm not like frantically doing it because at the end of the day like it will like come back it will go away like it will it will do its own thing and I just have to like let it be and that's kind of like that part of accepting it that a lot of people from the outside definitely don't understand but wow like that that's an insane story to hear from you because I, I think it really goes to show how like you can have kind of everything in a sense and the next day it can literally be gone and I think literally. when we put so much pressure on our looks and appearance you know and and in that industry like that is kind of the job so it's like you can't really like you know navigate too far away from that but when we do that and it's really in moments like this when that gets taken away from you that you do do that growing and obviously you have done that as well because I think a lot of times I say like I'm grateful for my acne in a way because mm-hmm. it taught me to stop putting so much value on my looks of course I still love fashion I love makeup I love yeah, yeah. like dressing up totally different but it's not like the definition of who I am as a person you know so I mean you know it because like you you went, you went through this and and all of that but wow that is that is a crazy journey so where where did you go from there so you got obviously turned away and then you mentioned like hitting rock bottom and starting to kind of post on online and stuff and then 
obviously the birth of free the pimple happened which is just so iconic in itself <laughs> um no it's it's like a it is one of those strange stories that everyone always says but I don't know I guess in a way of course there are some people who really strategically do this and they get like you know growth and if someone does know how to do it you know we need the secrets but I really did just like it was desperation and I remember right when I was like about to post like my first makeup free mm -hmm. image and to like just write my story and put the hashtag out there I remember even asking like my friends who had really clear skin didn't have acne if they would post like a makeup free selfie on Instagram and they were like I wouldn't even do that and I was like is this really like a big they were like this is a big deal I was like okay okay and the image I posted in the beginning wasn't even that bad like it wasn't so like close up to my skin like I look right now and I'm like gosh that wasn't even like properly showing my acne but everybody was like I can't believe you're gonna do this and I like I remember I was like I sussed myself I was like okay to be honest it sounds really bad but I was like I was prepared for the horrible comments mm -hmm. I was prepared for people to say like things and the negativity which is terrible but that's sadly what social media comes with and I remember yeah. posting it and I got nothing but love and now I've obviously had horrible things said but in the beginning yeah. I think the reason why Free the Pimple became what it did is I always joke to people when I've been into it I always say I didn't invent acne I just spoke about it mm. and at that time on social it was so much more about the perfect images the very Instagrammable life where everyone's feed was all of the same color and like you know kind of more Pinteresty and perfect so this person posting like complete opposite I think everyone was like wow well, okay people yeah. don't do that and I did it and the reason I used a hashtag is as I said because it was quite big at the time and it obviously reaches so many people yeah. so I was like someone could use it it could maybe become a thing but I remember I just got sweet comments from even like friends who were like, oh my gosh, I've been through the same thing. Or like my brother or my sister is also suffering. Like, mm -hmm. thank you for sharing my sto their, their story, like your story, um, blah, blah, blah. Some solicited advice, but it was actually quite nice. Like some people were like, oh, my brother did this, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, okay. And it didn't go so much, but the, I don't know. If, I think I've told this story before a few times, but the reason why it became big was actually down to one of my friends he was listening to a podcast and there was a journalist from id magazine in the uk who was speaking on this podcast and she was speaking about beauty standards and she was talking about the whole like movement of body positivity and how there's women of different shapes sides like i said in the industry now and she's like but there isn't people talking about acne mm -hmm. and she had this phrase where she said she thought acne was the final frontier in the like um body positive movement and he sent me this podcast and he was like you need to be the face of this and I was like how am I going to be the face of this he's like yeah but your hashtag I was like okay but how am I like gonna do this and I kid you not and I always tell people to do this why again I love social I found the journalist on Instagram I stalked her I messaged her and I said I listened to your podcast that you were talking about acne it was amazing I've actually just started speaking about my acne on social and created a hashtag and she literally messaged me back and she said email me 
will you write a manifesto about your skin and I will publish it on idmagazine.com oh my and gosh I said, okay and I owe my career to her yeah I always say this her name's Tish Weinstock she's still an amazing beauty editor and she's the coolest girl ever and she also had acne which you would not be able to kind of tell now because she also went on Rakutane but that's why she got it because she had it yeah she is in the industry and she was like just write it mm-hmm. so I did and I literally just wrote it sent her images she didn't even change anything I said which I think is amazing mm-hmm. and she just published it online and I remember like being so scared because my huge face of like proper acne was there and then I woke up the next day and I was literally impressed all over the world I was contacted by like Team Vogue I was in Japan. I was on like German websites because everyone had oh picked gosh. up this story. Yeah. And as I say, the only reason it it's like, not to bring myself down, but what I mean is I was just happened to be the person who had the confidence at that time to post her skin. Right. People weren't. And I think suddenly, and even the press, they were all saying, why haven't we spoken about this before? The amount of people that suffer with it, it's so true. So they all just jumped on the bandwagon and I was literally just everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that was literally, it kind of catapulted out of nowhere. But in a way, I think it was the shock that made people go, okay, we need to to talk about this because it isn't being spoken yeah. about. And that was how it kind of became more of a thing. Um, and it's a cool story. And I, I said, I, I always say to it Tish all the time, she's still the sweetest person ever. And I'm always like, I literally owe She's like, no, you don't. I'm like, yeah you like gave me a shot I was literally not nobody and you were like yeah cool just write what you want and I will publish it so yeah use social media in different ways because honestly you can you can do some cool things Mm -hmm. so how was like what was your reaction or what did you feel like that morning when you woke up and like your face was everywhere Oh my God, it was so daunting. I remember my dad, I was I was at university at the time and at uni I worked in a coffee shop yeah. and I remember him calling me on my break going, have you Googled yourself? And I went, what? And he's like, I Googled you because one of my friends saw like your article in one of the, like, I think it was the Telegraph or something online. So he went on the link and then he Googled me and he was like, you're in press everywhere. And I remember sitting outside literally this coffee shop on my break like, oh my god my face is everywhere oh my god my acne's everywhere and in a way I did actually feel scared because yeah. I was like okay I can't I can't hide it at all now like, no everybody like knows, knows. That. yeah so as much as it was like you know kind of exciting I was actually quite scared I was mm-hmm. like oh okay the band-aid's completely off now everyone's gonna know what my skin looks like mm-hmm. people in different countries know what my skin looks like and I was actually a bit scared I remember sitting there being like what do I do now right um but then it was sweet because I had the people messaging me going oh my god I have the same thing and I was like oh my god yes there's someone who can relate to me and then it just became like you chat with so many different people from Act Beauty and you obviously totally get this as well then you would just like oh my gosh you genuinely know how I feel you're not some random person who's just trying to give me unsolicited advice we're literally talking and you've gone through the same thing as me tried the same random things and I was just excited that I found like my people mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wasn't alone because literally no one in my life around me had acne I didn't have a friend who had acne no one in my family had acne at the time 
so I genuinely just didn't have anyone that I could just try and ask questions yeah so I kept trying to use it of posting me but not just for me it was to try and get to other people and then we could constantly like Mm. chat back with each other and that was what was really nice yeah that's one of the best parts I have to say about like social media when you do like when you're when your content reaches the right people it's like yes you know because it's like these people get it what was like going through your head when people started using the hashtag for their own photos oh my god I got really excited I was like oh my god yeah it actually's working because I think as well now like it's amazing I did it in the beginning just to find one person like me and right. then I just wanted to create this community I was like everybody with acne needs to shine everyone with acne should have their moment everyone yeah. should have their voice and I think that's what people find strange in a way but I'm like genuinely it wasn't like for me to find like I, you know recognition or get followers it was I just was like this is cool yes yeah. I didn't want that like we were taking over like I was excited right because it was like that 360 I'd, I'd been in an industry that was so about image and every and in a way I think in the beginning you know what I mean Instagram felt like that you had to be pretty and like mm-hmm. built it to fit in so I kind of liked that we were taking over and being mm-hmm. like no no you you don't have to do this anymore like look there's a lot of us in a good way that yeah. we're using our voice and we are showing that there is a different like standard of beauty because the standard of beauty just literally just doesn't exist it's a marketing mm-hmm. tool so it's like this is cool like I I was so, I remember I'd sit there and I'm like oh there's a person from like this country oh there's another I got so excited like it was great do you know how many people have used that hashtag or like how many posts have been uploaded with that hashtag now I believe it's like at like maybe 50,000 which is insane when if you think of like let's put 50,000 people in a room yeah that's pretty crazy that is crazy. I haven't checked in a while to be honest so it could be obviously more but wow that is so cool I just wanted to reach one person yeah you did no that's cool you did for (laughs) sure for sure and how did you come up with the the name too I mean I love it like free the pimple is so um so again someone I've been very lucky and privileged to meet um and have a somewhat friendship with is the model Adwa who created Girls Talk so Adwa created the movement free the nipple love her for that again a similar lines of obviously the fact that it's trying to be like you know guys can show their nipples on social but if a girl does anything it's we're sexualizing it's wrong etc so she again was like a huge inspiration to me and it was literally at the time that she was doing this I remember she was doing so many amazing different things around it so she was kind of my my inspiration I was like okay we can free the pimple too yeah yeah no I, I love it and it's it's so I, I've definitely used it like before even knowing that you were the creator of it you know like and then that's and that's why I, said, I think yeah. that's what people don't always realize but genuinely I didn't just want it to be like of course like it's so nice you know where people find that it is me but I'm like that wasn't even what it was for I yeah. wanted someone else in any part of the world whoever they were with acne to find it and feel like they could be a part of it and that right. is like the best thing for me so that makes me happy <laughs> no that's so so cool so 
where did that kind of lead you next? Like, obviously, like, your face is all over the world, right? Everyone's, like, talking about your acne. And then, obviously, like you said, like, you were into, like, posting photos and stuff. And then did this kind of just inspire you to kind of really take, like, control over that and, like, keep building out this community from there? Definitely. It just, it obviously gave me some cool opportunities as well that I didn't think I'd ever be able to do. Like, I spoke at a university within the Mm -hmm. first, I think it was the first year that I'd done it. I spoke at university and, like, spoke to all these girls and we were talking about it and that was so cool to do that. And then, obviously, I started working with some brands I then actually got my and this was so long ago and some people would know but it was so long ago it happened is the brand Augustina Sparda but mm-hmm. when they literally first started so this would have been probably like six years ago six years ago um they were launching their cream that they have and they did a shoot that was kind of like um an experiment in a way for our skin and they had I think there was five or six of us and for 27 days, we were only allowed to use the Augustina Sparta cream and they would scan our face every single week to see what it would do to our skin. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole campaign around it. And it was the first time someone with acne had been used in a campaign. That's no so cool. So I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Because she's kind of flipping the industry and going, yeah. just because I have acne now, I'm here with this huge brand who wants to use my face no editing at all there's literally you can see all my my pimples and they did amazing videos of literally like so close up to your skin as well so it led to like the coolest opportunities that I obviously didn't think I would get and then it just kind of spiraled from there I said then I worked with girls talk which was absolutely amazing because for me it was more to spread the message than Mm -hmm. just I wanted to keep trying to do things that I could just talk about it to reach other people instead of it just being like me, 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 my face, my face. And that was the cool part. But of course, then I loved social. And I always say as well, the fact that people were using the hashtag actually gave me more confidence to post my skin like Mm -hmm. more and to show like really high definition images that I would like talk about. and they also gave me the confidence to continue to post. And then I kind of tried to navigate as well. Like I wasn't the biggest into skincare in the beginning. I didn't know so much about it. So I was then experimenting and I remember I'd speak to people and then skincare became like a love of mine. And again, I was very lucky to meet like cool dermatologists. And I remember when I first met all these people like at skincare events, whatever, I just kept asking questions. Yeah. So I was like, please tell me, I have acne. I want to know this, I want to know that. And then I would want to relay it again back to my followers in the community. Mm-hmm. And I was like, guys, I learned this. So that's just kind of how it became a thing. And it was it was genuinely always trying to just go back and help people because I know I was suddenly being given like, you know, opportunities not everybody gets. And I didn't want to just like keep it for myself. It was more like, let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of just the, the spiral and then obviously I got to work with different brands on social things and didn't even think that could be a thing and you can make money on socials like that's weird right that's not what I thought could happen yeah and I set out to do this but this is cool mm-hmm. um, but I was always very picky I would never and still haven't worked with any brand that I haven't used before and I do say no to a lot of things because of my followers I refuse mm-hmm. 
to be given something and promote it just for the sake of it right so it just became this like fun experimenting educational thing for me to learn more to share my skin to gain more confidence um and yeah it had led to like the coolest opportunities no I love hearing that and it's such a good like just message for life in general you know like you were turned away from kind of maybe the path that you thought was kind of laid out for you with modeling and then it just really goes to show like one door closed another one opens and now you're then you were you know kind of going back to your roots of modeling and doing campaigns but in like your raw authentic self and with the skin that turned you away in the first place so it's just so cool to hear that and I think it's such a good message to anyone listening that like you know like it does get better and when you kind of just take back control over the things that you can't control that's when things start to get really really good so so that's so amazing to hear and I'm I'm just curious at this point do you do content like stuff like full-time now no so I I think this is the other thing people find interesting I am very much of like a this is the anxiety girl in me but I have always had my fingers in so many different pies yeah just because that's like me and I always want security in different ways um and I think sometimes it it obviously depends on the person but in all ways social media can get quite overwhelming and it changes every single day the algorithm changes all this changes who knows what's happening that I have always kind of had it as like my passion project let's Mm -hmm. say and I still obviously work with brands all the time I still do shoots when I was obviously I'm now just did this huge thing with the Roche Posay which was amazing Amazing. Um, but no I actually work full-time in fashion so I work in the fashion industry I don't talk about it as much I think it's because it's a job I know it sounds really bad I love it but I if people ask me about it I'm like I can I can speak about it and I do say to people I'm like I got my job in the fashion industry when I had full-blown acne mm-hmm. so it does not stop you I do like sales and fashion so I would actually be like literally like in front of huge people having to sell collections with acne on my face right um, so it should not let you stop like whatever you want to do in a career and actually going into the fashion industry I also realized how insecure people are in the fashion industry yeah because everybody thinks you know they think oh they're the most beautiful person ever they must have this they must have that no no no. genuinely they are so insecure and I used to have a rule at one of the first places I worked I was with all these amazing women mm-hmm. and girls of so many different ages and I remember we'd go to lunch in the beginning and they would say things like one girl go oh my god like I hate my legs today or something like this and I was like guys we need to stop talking negative about ourselves so that's me in the office mm-hmm. that's me girl. but genuinely it became a thing and I was like okay let's say three nice things we like about each other and that was like my running thing and always has been every time where I've worked and the industry is not as terrible. It's got so much better. I think it's probably because of our generation. Right. <laughs> because we're the more outspoken ones who are like, we're not going to take what was before. We mm-hmm. want to pave the way for a much different world. Absolutely. So no, I, I work in fashion and I still do content. So yeah, I have loads of jobs. I love creating content. I think that's the thing as well. For me, it isn't just like, or like money or anything yeah and just work yeah enjoy it and I'm the funny girl that when I like I went on holiday with my friends um in summer and I was there with my tripod like doing my skincare routine they're like this is how you do I'm like yeah I just enjoy it 
Yeah. So my phone is with me all the time. I'm always content. I'm a content queen always. I love yep. it. So, no, I, yeah. I, I love to hear that so much. And that's why I always ask because like, I'm very similar to you and I, I relate to a lot and just like, I kind of need that. I, I, I couldn't do just content. Like I love it. And I, I mean, I started posting on YouTube when I was 13. That's how my oh, journey kind that. of started. Um, but now, like, I'm a full-time university student. Yeah, last year I was on an internship, so I was working, like, full-time. And yeah. the number one question, oh, like, people are always shocked to find that out because they're like, oh, I thought this is all you do. Yeah. Um, Not saying if, like, you do content. No, I, said, I think it really just, just, it depends on the person. Yeah. But, like, that's also sometimes the hard thing about social. And that's why, as you say, I try and be a bit more, like, vulnerable with it. Because yeah. if not, you re- people really are just posting their best selves. And yeah. then everybody thinks, like, oh my god every single influencer is like a millionaire yeah in their best life and yeah sh- sure some of them are but some honestly, of us most, have jobs <laughs> most majority yeah. and lots of people I know again they have jobs or they do like side things like I know girls who um are really good on their social they have big phones but then they do like production on the side mm-hmm. or they help other people with styling or they have like cons- they do like consultancy for like yeah. brands so or they own it's a still business like a, or a, adjacent yeah. like it's yep. still like fits. but again it as you say it kind of gives you that other headspace to, absolutely and, and I think you you need that to kind of like ground you from social media because like whenever I like go on a trip or like I'm like at an event like I feel like I'm like in a different world and then I like come back to like school or my regular job and I'm like you know like it's just like it's weird like it's a weird thing to explain but like I mean I told myself like even when I'm graduating like university like I may not go like into a nine to five job right away but I do have like like this year I just launched a skincare brand so I, I know have I other saw things. congratulations thank you thank you so much but like yeah like even with this podcast like it's still related and it's still like content but I'm always trying to like branch out and do other things because as you said social media moves so fast and I mean your story story is a perfect example of how something can literally change overnight where like yeah. everything you had is like gone so like I always think that like I love this whole space I love that I've been able to like create content for so long and now like it has become a job but at the end of the day too like I'm very aware that this could all be gone tomorrow and like I can't like you can never get too comfortable on social media but when you love it it's so different because like I always say every day like to people wanting to get into content creating I'm like would you do it day in day out if there was no benefit like no PR no events no like nothing because a lot of people now like are trying to get into it because they see all the exactly, stuff online. Exactly, that's what I mean. Whereas I, when I was a blogger as a teenager, I didn't get paid. No. I remember when I got, like, the first, someone gave it to me free, I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. This is so cool. Yeah. And it did not think in my head being like, oh, yeah, I could I could totally get paid for this. I would just enjoy, yeah. like, the writing side and, like, taking the pictures and, like, kind of having that in your head thinking oh my god I'm the creative and I have full control yeah that's just you say it's the love instead of exactly just being, okay where's my big check no the <laughs> amount of free content I have done over the years because I just did not know and like yeah I remember too like I think I was like 15 and like this brand sent me like a pillow or something or like a focus I don't know and I was like oh my gosh this is so cool and my parents too were like this must be a scam because like <laughs> 
no one just sends you stuff for free and then when i was like offered my first like brand deal then they were like oh no now this is really a scam because who, like who's gonna pay yeah me? who does so, it it's now like they totally get it because i've just been doing it for so long but yeah it is a it is crazy and i always tell people like you really have to be passionate about it and like just love doing it regardless of like anything because like I truly think like if you know I was getting this your brand like I would still be posting content because like I I just love it so much and okay. it's it's so much fun so yeah that was kind of little side tangent but I also like I want to ask you like what is your like hopes for you know the beauty industry from here on out because obviously there's been so much growth in especially the skin positive like the body positivity space has been I think growing for a little bit longer than the skin positivity space and I love seeing more and more creators pop up on social media showing that but where do you think that will kind of go in like five years and kind of what are your plans to you know have even more of an impact than you've already had on that community I think the best thing that I've now seen is I'm so happy that there's actual acne brands that was like something that was on my list and like I remember when you know there's pimple patches I remember pimple patches launched I was like like zit sticker I sat with the guys that created zit sticker literally just when they were about to launch the brand and I was like this is the coolest thing I wish you were around when I was a teenager and they've changed the game and we sat and we spoke about it and I was like this is cool so that's like one thing to tick off that I love and they actually use some of us from the acne community in their images they actually use real people with acne so that love but then in the biggest sphere of it I just wish in a way that it doesn't like I love the community and I'm glad that people know they exist and it is on social but I think it it needs to be in the wider spread if that makes sense mm-hmm. because as you say like I actually saw something that made me really upset is um I don't know if you saw the British Fashion Awards here in the UK the model that won is called Paloma you'd know her she won model of the year she's okay. beautiful but she is I think she she's considered like she's not plus size plus like but she's considered plus size within the industry right and a lot of people like that's amazing she won because she's beautiful she's been literally working so hard for years and she's been able to crack the game and like walk for like huge designers being a bit shorter you know not being like super skinny but she actually got hate for winning and this is why I'm so like I want the reality to come out to the rest of the world that it isn't just the people who are going through it it's everybody else can accept it and that's the hard part but I obviously hope at some point that we will just see you know images in magazines of like either no editing Mm -hmm. or like girls with at least like you know somewhat real skin acne here and there acne and beauty ads it just needs to it needs to be in the masses yeah for it I to totally have agree. A huge impact and it's it's like a hard part of like how do you get there because mm-hmm. I know like there are some celebrities who have spoken about their their acne and it's good and every time they speak about it it gets that leverage but then it kind of goes away and then when they speak about it it gets the coverage and then it goes away it's it's like pushing through yeah. pushing and it is a mountain to climb and that's why I was so sad when I saw this thing about Paloma I was like I thought we got to like a somewhat point right but it's like it's a it's a it's a battle back and forth but yeah I would just love that you know in in general we would just see more real images at least Mm -hmm. because none of us have felt like photoshopped no matter what your skin looks like no one has fully clear skin no exactly and like 
that's the whole thing right is like I think that momentum is building up in both you know the body positivity space can just like in that you know industry as a whole um that momentum is building up but I do agree with you like social media has done like wonders for kind of paving that path but uh, definitely I agree with you that the next step is kind of bringing that to like conventional media because it's like two completely um different things and I I find it interesting like because sometimes I'll post like this is what real skin looks like and people are like oh well I don't have acne so does that mean I don't have real skin and I'm like no this photo is just not really for you then because this like, is what I mean this is like it's like I don't know I always I always say as well like we would talking how I, I spoke at university I as much as I, I know it probably wouldn't go into the school curriculum but there there should be more like education around image at school because it kind of starts with with education yeah and the media is conditioning you so why yeah. can't school condition you in a good way that you can actually because even if people don't get acne, you will still get spots. There isn't one human being in the entire world that has not had a spot. Like everyone will get one at one point, whatever age you are, you will still get them. And I know people who've never had acne and they get one spot and they freak out. And I'm like, really? Come on guys. Like, how do you think I felt? Uh, Yeah. Imagine being covered in it. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like, and then the thing is like, their experience is real because for them, it's like a shock factor. Cause it's like, I've never seen myself like this before. And obviously like, I think that's why my post, your post, you know, anyone in this community can sometimes, as much as they like help a lot of people, people who haven't experienced that, it almost makes them uncomfortable because they're like, like you mentioned your friends who are like, I would not even post a makeup free photo and I have clear skin. And you mentioned, you know, in the fashion industry, how insecure people are. I think that's the exact same in the influencer industry too Mm -hmm. and social media because people, especially like beauty influencers, like, let me tell you so much insecurity in that community because and I get it like you're constantly staring at yourself editing photos like you know you're trying to perceive this image and I think when I'm out here posting like this raw footage where my skin like is so textured and people are just like how can you post that like it does make people uncomfortable not because you're making them uncomfortable but them seeing you do that makes them almost uncomfortable with themselves because they know like they couldn't do that if they were in the same place so I don't know it's an interesting thing I know like- it's it's a hard one that's the thing and but I guess it depends I, I just hope that it because it, it's I think as it gets a moment like I know Alex Earl is speaking quite a bit like again about her skin obviously she has this huge following and what did I see I saw she was doing a magazine thing and there was videos and obviously they you can't edit video like that so you could see the texture of her skin which was great but it's like I feel like you know it needs to keep going she obviously posts on social but then I'd love if she took it off social and she could like speak about it more yeah. or there was images of her or somebody else right. but it does worry me as I said it's like I know Dua Lipa spoke about her breakouts and it was like press but then as soon as like she doesn't speak about it anymore oh we ignore it mm-hmm. it is it's it's hard but hope hopefully yeah <laughs> no I, I I see it happening and I think even touching on that celebrity aspect I think the issue is, is a lot of people talk about it and you mentioned Alex Earl too they mostly talk about it once they've already kind of found a solution yeah you know and then they talk like once they've cleared their skin they're like oh this is how my skin used to look but they never actually went out and talked about it when they were at that low point yeah. right but that's also like the thing that you realize and I say this to a lot of people because they don't 
do social themselves and it is nothing against the beauty and as you yeah. say but especially on TikTok like I showed one of my friends once because we were watching something I was like yeah they've got the beauty filter on she was like what yeah I was like you not know oh the my gosh yeah. he was like what and I showed her how like easy it actually yeah. is to, to like make it so subtle that you wouldn't know mm-hmm. and I think as Alex even said this herself that she like outed herself and she was like yeah you thought my skin looked like this but actually my skin like this and that's the damaging part yeah is is it's hard to know no so it is it's I think for us like it sticks out like a sore thumb even when it is subtle editing because I yeah like you said like I know instantly everything like, like I can see when like you know I have like, like very I'm like okay like, everything you, yeah. you you can't be completely no like even without makeup, you don't look that fresh. No, sorry. Like, no. you've got a few marks or like freckles. There's something. Something and there. You, you've 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 been able to just like a vein blur. or something. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's something. And then yeah, I I can tell immediately in it. It's so crazy to me how many people aren't aware of this because when I post even just videos showing like me taking the filter on and off, that's when people are like, huh? Like that's when yeah. they're really realizing they're like, wait, what? Like I never thought about this. And for me, it was such like a kind of like just natural. Like I, I never really thought about it. It was like common sense almost because since I started doing YouTube so young, the one thing that I learned really quickly is how much lighting can change your oh, yeah. like, face because since I started doing YouTube young, like, I remember I got, like, my first ring light, and I'd film with it, and then when I'd go to the bathroom and check my makeup, I'm, like, it looks different, and that was, like, the instant, like, clarification for me, okay, this is why influencers look different online, because back then, like, on YouTube, you couldn't really filter or anything like that, but when I first, I remember I did, like, one video pretty early on where I showed the makeup randomly in, like, the bathroom, I don't know why, like, I think I would just did a check-in or something and people were like wait like why did your makeup change and that realization when people start commenting about it that's when I was like oh I guess people don't realize this yeah, they don't when I realize posting about it yeah it's crazy it is true. this is the this is the hard thing it's it's the education but as much as like really talking in the future but I said this before as well is I hope obviously one day to have kids and I think that also our generation needs to be more like both with our kids than just you know telling them all the time oh you look pretty or you don't look pretty or things like that you need to just let them be who they are yeah. and train them in a way yeah. to be more happy natural mm-hmm. and you know I remember I wore makeup from a very young age which is Me actually too, quite yeah. bad as well like even at school whereas you know if they want to find but you I think you need to be vocal and I yeah. hope our generation will be a bit more like real with our kids because right. we had to go through the scary filtered stuff yeah. to realize mm, it's not real and Maybe it really not. does mess yeah. with you so so fingers crossed that might do something mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. no definitely I I definitely agree with that and, and I think too like because you mentioned like Alex Earl I think it's great that she's talking about it my only I don't want to say issue but the only thing I would wish that maybe she talked more about is instead of just saying like yeah I dealt with this like and this is my solution more talking about yeah like that emotional roller coaster because I think like she's going on acting for like a fourth round which oh, is wow. kind of that's, I didn't even know that God, see doesn't mean it's crazy and I that's just, my yeah. fear you know because like she has such a big following that it's like if she's like yeah I'm going on acting a fourth time which is like 
I don't know how I feel about that. Um, and she's putting that out there. Then people are like, oh, then I, you know, like that's my solution. Like I'm going to go do that too, which like I'm, uh, people always think I'm an acting hater and I'm not. It's just like, it's no, no, not honestly, the right solution no. for me. <laughs> As a girl, like I went on Accutane and I am still not a, against it, but I'm so, whenever someone tells me, and I even said this yeah. when I went on it, because a lot of people said to me I was a hypocrite for clearing my skin, but you understand this. The reason why I actually went on Accutane is I had got to the point where genuinely, did not wear makeup, didn't care what my skin looked like, didn't care who saw my skin. But I started getting the most painful cysts that I've right. ever had in yeah. my entire life that I literally would have headaches every yeah. day of my life. They would all be here and I'd be sitting at my desk, I remember them, and they would like pulsate on my head. Yeah. I have to take painkillers all on my jawline. Like even if I went like this, it would like hit the that mm-hmm. whole horrible like yeah. singing through your whole body. And I was in so much pain and I tried everything. And it was more just, I was like, okay, maybe I'm ready and let's try. If it doesn't work, then I'm done. Because yeah. you already went through the acceptance part of yeah. it. So you were like, yeah. I had was supposed to go on Accutane when I was 16, when I mm-hmm. first got acne. My parents didn't want me to. And I'm actually really glad that I didn't. And this right. is why when I say, I tell people again, as much as I went on it, I'm not a huge advocate. And I don't think every single person should go on mm-hmm. it. I think it's not something to be taken lightly. Th- and that's the thing, perfect, yeah. Perfect time to take it because I was so privileged to have been in the community that I had, mm-hmm. spoken to so many different people, one who'd been on it, spoken to so many skin specialists and dermatologists firsthand that they gave me the best education and advice that I would not have got if I just went to a doctor and they handed me the pills. Yeah, I guided my own dermatologist on how I wanted to take it. And that's what people find crazy. But I was on it for a much longer time than a lot of people. I was on it for nine months, whereas a lot of people go on it for like four to six months, which mm-hmm. is insane because that's a very short period of time. I didn't want to go on a very high dose. So even when she wanted to up my dose, I said no. I said no I and she's like but then you have to be in it longer I was like I don't care and I knew this because I'd spoken to another person I know who is a private dermatologist that if you're on the lower dose you have less side effects and it will do less damage to your body in the long run but I would not have known that if I didn't have the privilege of speaking to people whereas I remember there was a girl who messaged me poor thing she'd just gone on it and it was again when I was on it she had gone up from 20 milligrams straight up to 60 like that and she was getting like her mental health was really bad and she genuinely was scared. And I said to her, go back to your dermatologist and, and lower it. And she's like, yeah. sure it's not going to affect my course. I was like, no, no, I promise you, you can go and lower your dose. But they didn't tell her this before. Yep. So I totally agree with you. It's it can help. And yes, we can look at my skin now, but I had breakouts. My skin the other day, I kid you not, I was covered in pimples. And I'm not just saying that. Like I genuinely had all breakouts here, all here. My skin fluctuates all the time. Yeah. People think, okay, you're on Accutane, you're going to have clear skin for the rest of your life. No, no. doesn't work. I currently have some acne on my chest that's really painful, and I had one on my back the other day. It doesn't, yes, it's so much better than it was, of course, but I'm not, like, I go through full-on stages yeah. where I will still get breakouts. Yeah, when you're acne so prone, it just... it's not this miracle cure that you're never no. going to get spots ever again, but then you have to go through a really hard thing, and I did have side effects, but not like as bad because I was educated but no one educates that that's the issue for me right is because it's like handed out so easily 
and like you mentioned with that that girl's story that you mentioned right like the higher doses are just like handed out so easily without telling people like hey like this can affect your mental health it can affect your body it can have so much damage that like that's why like you know if you think it's the right decision for you you've done your education on it you know what you're getting yourself into go for it but it's like for me the issue is when like I've I had a friend who was put on Accutane at like 14 and she had like three pimples on her face why there was no need for that you know and like now as an adult she has no acne right so like I'm like there's literally no need for that but that that was so like we kind of went on a segue but that was my like one point with the whole Alex Earl story is like that's my fear there that like there's not being the education of like okay I'm going on my fourth round but this is what I've experienced these are the effects this is why I'm doing this right because people are so quick to just be like going acting 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 and it's like it's a it's not as you said not something to be taken lightly and it's a really serious drug yeah and I I've never taken like a medication really in my life that like has ever changed my body and I remember her handing me I still have it and I post about what I should probably post about it again as a refresher literally this whole booklet mm. a four piece of paper I think it's five pages double side of literally like side effects yeah no joke yeah and this is why I say to people and they're like again they go oh, you went I was like yes but honestly if I went when I was 16 I definitely think I would have had the worst experience of my life yeah I also think it's sad that they give it to teenagers and I'm not a doctor, but from speaking to teenagers versus I was 23 when I went yeah. on it. I think when you're a teenager, your brain and chemicals in your brain are obviously much more like mm-hmm. when it comes to developing, etc. It's usually the teenagers who will get affected more by their mental health from mm-hmm. it. And that's also what worries me because there are obviously yeah. horrible what's happened and they do just hand it out. Yeah. And I'm like and again like I didn't drink on it at yeah. all I didn't drink one drop of alcohol and again so many people said to me oh but I drank on Accutane I was like okay good for you but I'm not going to yeah because I've already been told and also I'm not the biggest drinker but I like glass wine so I'm not going to jeopardize because it can affect your liver like genuinely so bad that you then may never drink for the rest of your life I was like I would prefer to not drink for nine months yeah be able to have a glass of wine if I want to afterwards yeah. and people thought I was weird for saying that and that was when it really did get yep. into my head I was like you don't understand how strong this no is, do you? no like, people take it so lightly yeah you think oh it's it's gonna be okay it could be of course it could yes. be but also it might not well, that's the thing so, people don't understand if like they had an amazing experience on it they could do whatever while on it like yeah, that's it not the same for everyone either. And let me tell you the most insane story that really set me off to be like, yeah, there's no way I'm going on this drug. I went to the doctor once for like a checkup for something completely unrelated to my acne. I had just gotten off birth control, which like that's what did kind of set off my acne. But I was just telling them like, hey, like I just want to do some like checks on my hormones to see if I can like balance this out. And immediately he was like, oh, like, first of all, like your skin, what's going on with it? Because it was like fully flared up after I got off the birth control. And the doctor's like, you should go on Accutane, blah, blah, blah. And I explained, like, you know, like, I don't think this is the right thing for me because, you know, I saw this damage, like, with the birth control to my body. And I always find when I would drink alcohol, when I would take, like, even Tylenol, I would break out. Like, anything that went through my liver, I would break out. And I don't drink, like, at all now, like, at all, just because I'm, like, well, when I wasn't, like, really a big drinker before, but I'm, like, if I can, you know, cut this out and it can, like, help yeah, yeah. my my hormones and everything, like, I'll do that for sure. 
like you said too like I would rather do this than you know have damage completely mess up your body honestly yeah and I said like I am not really comfortable with like the damages I've heard that I can have on your liver and he's like well we could run like tests every month and if your liver gets too damaged then we'll take you off the Accutane and I was sitting there like tears down my face because like just the way he was talking to me and saying like and I even mentioned like you know um like mental health like is a big thing for me like I've I've never felt more low than when I was on birth control and I've always been a very motivated upbeat person I've never like when I was on birth control I felt so out of body so I was like I've been through that I don't want to do that and he was like well sometimes you just have to like go um like have side effects and like if you want like nice clear skin you're just gonna have to like um handle those side effects and I'm like uh-uh no I don't need to be like miserable to do that um I'm not gonna damage my liver and then let's just pray that it actually works because like then what like then I'll be off the acutate I'll stop acting and I'll have a damaged liver like that makes zero sense to me and then when I spoke about it online I did get a lot of comments that were like very supportive saying like I went through a similar experience I agree blah, blah blah but then there was the other side of comments that were kind of like well agreeing with him in a way like you know like yeah if you want clear skin you're gonna have to do this and I had even mentioned in that video that I didn't want to go on birth control again and usually when you go on Accutane they do make you go on a form of birth control and the amount of people in my comments that were like well you don't have to go on birth control you can just like be abstinent I was like like I was I was just so amazed by how many people were like oh like or just like don't do this or don't do this or don't do this and it's like okay you go do that you know for yourself but like don't put all of this advice on me because like yeah I just found that people and this again I keep saying education but honestly like it's it's crazy how people don't get the depths of stuff and also that's the problem I guess when you're on social people think they kind of like own you if that makes sense that they do they, yeah. they can give you all this advice and I understand it because again I said I was very much called a hypocrite and I was like you can call me a hypocrite it's fine I'm not actually going on Accutane to full-on clear my skin right and they were all like but I don't understand that I was like because you don't understand that I know that I will not like I remember my last month of Accutane and I said this to people and my friends who, who had been up said the same thing was the best my skin has ever looked mm-hmm. and it will never look like that again like genuinely it will never look like that again. And everyone's like, oh, this is like how your skin's going to look like forever. I was like, no, mm-hmm. this is the last month of this medication. It's now just going to go back and it will get breakouts. And they were like, what are you going to, you're still going to get spots? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a female, hormones, yep. emotions, stress, yep. food, yep. environment. Everything. And I, think, I think that's maybe as well when people say like when they've gone on more courses, everyone's acne it comes from somewhere different and that's the hardest part Mm -hmm. I now and I said this before because I had like my hormones checked and thing I don't think my acne was hormonal because I don't get very many hormonal spots I think mine's very much environmental and it's also to do with like stress so I can tell like honestly I'm in different countries my skin changes like like yeah I'm like I'm affected um and that's the other thing where someone can go on acne and again I know someone who had seriously hormonal acne she went on it skin was great came off she basically got acne back again and I told her to go check her hormones and they said yeah it's your hormones I was like see I don't actually think it would matter if you go back on Accutane because Accutane doesn't affect your hormones it just does the whole like it helps dry your skin yeah. out etc but that's not gonna mm-hmm. like 
be the best thing for you in the long run and they think they think it's like this quick fix I'm like no and it's also a whole process trust me it was a hard journey to take that pill every single day I had side effects I had horrible joint pains I felt like an old person I had to take supplements um my nose has never recovered and I said this to people I'm lucky I didn't have many side effects but basically my whole nose got so dry inside because obviously you're completely dry and you're supposed to have like mucus in your nose it was literally like sandpaper in my nose that it would bleed and I would get cuts and you can't like help your nose and I kid you not I would have to get like aquaphor the really thick one and like get q-tips and stick aquaphor inside my nose because it was so dry it would hurt and like bleed it's never recovered so my sinuses go up and down all the time now so depending on where I am like I was in America um at in Palm Springs my nose got so dry and then when I came back my nose just like streamed for two weeks so that's like light right and and you were on a lower concentration too so it's not I just if if you want to take it educate yourself but please don't take it lightly that's that's the whole yeah no I I wasn't I didn't think we'd get into the whole activity on this episode (laughs) but I'm glad we did because I think your perspective on it was great and it's it's really important for people to hear that right like it's not anti-actane or pro-actane it's just like really just do what's what's best for you right so no I I'm really glad that we we touched on that and thank you so much for coming on Loud Talk this was so great to speak with you and um I'm so glad I got to learn more about your story because you have such a cool one and um I'll have all of Lou's uh, socials and everything down below so you guys can check her out but this is this is so amazing I love you know being able to do this and just have these conversations and this is the best part of social media and I guess before we go I do want to ask you one question which I usually ask um, every guest and that's what's something that you love about your skin today I this sounds really strange and this is not acne oriented but I think it's another insecurity I used to hate as a kid I absolutely love my visible veins and that may sound really strange. I also still get comments on them, but I had to switch it round. And someone told me one time that I look like a watercolor painting and I've always been like, yeah, that's me. So I I take my insecurity. I up it to everybody else. I take it as a beautiful thing instead of it being a bad thing. I love that so much. That to me like really resonates with people when they call like, acne scars or whatever like strawberry freckles I remember yeah, I love that I love that too and I, I literally the other day I was standing in the mirror and I was at my boyfriend's house and I was looking and I'm like not even just like in a sad like way I was just like I wonder if like I'll ever stop breaking out you know it was just like a thought and he's like it's okay it's just strawberry freckles and I was like you're learning <laughs> you're, oh, you're educated so yeah yeah and that like I mean we touched on this briefly but that really goes to show too like you know that whole fear especially in that those adolescence mm-hmm. years of like no one will love me like I'll have no friends like it it's so not true like the people also, who like, like care for looks you say, yeah looks change yeah like you're we're all gonna get old even if yeah. everybody has as much Botox as they want it doesn't yeah. matter mm-hmm. you are still gonna look different but what is the most important thing is like who you are to the core yeah. that can't change so I'm oh, sorry yeah that's the more ugly part it does not 
always matter the way you look. And I love that none of us look the same. It would be boring. It would. <laughs> it would, honestly. And also, they do say that people with acne end up aging. Like, their skin doesn't age as quickly. So. This is true. Go. See? <laughs> That's a good thing. But that is it for this episode of Loud Talk with Labby. Thank you so much, Lou, for getting loud with me today. We do post every single Sunday at 7 a.m. MST on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. And you will hear from me in the next episode of Loud Talk with Labby. Bye, everyone. Bye. Guys.